Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. My name is Jason Karras. I'm an assistant basketball coach at Stonehill College, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Scott Spinelli. Scott, how are you doing today? Hey, Jason, doing excellent. Uh, obviously, recovering from the snow here, but uh, all is well. Great time of year. A couple of good games last night already in the tournament. Yeah, one of the most exciting times of uh, college basketball season, uh, heading into the NCAA tournament here. And for this episode, we are going to break down the East region of the NCAA tournament. Um, so I'm going to pull up that bracket right now, and let's dive right into it. Let's go. So in this first round matchup, you got the number one seed, Purdue, versus the winner of Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. Now, Purdue had a phenomenal season, obviously, getting the one seed was the number one overall team um, in the country for a long time. Um, and then you got Texas Southern and FDU. FDU is the winner out of the conference I coach in in the NEC. Um, but go ahead. What do you think? What do you think about this? Uh, this Purdue and then that 16 seed, either Texas Southern or FDU? Well, simply put, let's talk about the first game, that Texas Southern FDU game tonight. Um, you know, I think you know FDU very well, but I like Texas Southern in that game. Uh, you know, I think they, you know, Coach Johnny Jones, who I've known for years, um, has put together um, a talented bunch. Um, and that league in the SWAC uh, is, is very underrated. We don't see a lot of their games from out in the East. But uh, if you've been to a game or when I coached at Texas A&M, had a chance to watch those teams uh, up close and they're very, very talented. So I like the Texas Southern to win over FDU uh, and then versus Purdue, as you said, look, Purdue is one of the better teams this year uh, in the country consistently all year. There's only been one 16 seed in the history of the NCAA tournament to upset uh, a one seed. And I, I like Purdue here advancing uh, over Texas Southern into the second round. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in that Texas Southern and FDU game, I'm going to take FDU in that game. Um, you know, I know them from my conference. And, and the thing about FDU is they just play uh, such a unique style. They're going to press the entire game. They're going to get up and down. They have two of the best guards um, in our in our in New England, probably New England college basketball. I mean, they're that good. The thing with them is they're small. You know, they play small. So. I see them beating Texas Southern with that unique style and term, tournament play. It's hard to kind of adjust to such a new style, um, but running into Purdue, uh, Purdue's size, I think, is just going to be too much for them. Um, Purdue's made some lineup adjustments as of late, um, adding Brandon Newman, some shooting to the lineup, and I think that's that's really helped them kind of, uh, kind of stay rolling into the tournament here. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Purdue over FDU in that first round. Next is the 8-9 matchup, uh, Memphis versus FAU, Florida Atlantic. Um, who do you like in this game, Coach? Well, look, I, I think both these two teams uh, are very uh, evenly matched. They both had have had tremendous years. I mean, look, Florida Atlantic, um, you know, getting 30 wins. I mean, anytime a Division One team gets 30 wins on the season, um, you know, they have to be exceptionally good. I don't care if they're coming from a – power five conference or a lower mid-major league. Um, and I, I believe this game, Memphis is as talented as any team in the tournament in terms of athleticism. They're versatile. They get great experience. They're coming off winning the American Athletic Conference uh, tournament, uh, beating Houston pretty soundly in that game. So they got a lot of confidence and momentum. 
Um, but I, actually, I'm going to take Florida Atlantic here. Uh, I think Florida Atlantic continues on uh, into this next round. Um, I think they're going to have uh, what it takes to defend, uh, to kind of get back in transition against a Memphis team that loves to get out and run. Um, the biggest question mark in this game, you know, Florida Atlantic is going to have to rebound the ball one through five um, and then not turn over. If they do those two things, which I think they'll do, I like Florida Atlantic advancing. Yeah, on that game, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think Memphis edges them out uh, athletically, but I think that, you know, Dusty May has done such an incredible job. Anytime that a, that a mid-major program has a 30-win season like that, like you said, um, I tend to take those types of teams in the tournament. just says a lot about their discipline, their confidence as a team, um, and, you know, they've, they've had an incredible year. Um, so I'm going to take that them in that game as well. Um, next game up, Duke versus Oral Roberts. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, you know, look, I mean, as you, you talked about, 30 wins, Oral Roberts. I mean, they are a matchup nightmare uh, for most teams. And I really thought that coming into the tournament, they were one of the teams that, you know, could upset uh, some of these, uh, you know, those those higher seeds, meaning a, a team like Duke or a five seed. Um, but I just think Duke right now, who's playing their best basketball. They're very confident. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, Duke right now, to me, is one of the most dangerous teams in all of the NCAA tournament. Those young players have come together. Uh, obviously, Coach Shire now has kind of implemented, you know, his style or, and, and his staff have kind of got this team playing um, at an exceptionally high level. Um, this game right here will be probably be closer than people think. Uh, but I like Duke here advancing uh, in, in this first round over Oral Roberts. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. And, you know, Duke obviously hot winning the ACC tournament, um, have one of the most uh, uh, dominant, strong, you know, tough players, um, definitely in this game, uh, maybe in college basketball and Kyle Filipowski, you know, veteran point guard and Jeremy Roach. Um, but I'm going to go with Oral Roberts. You know, they made that run a couple years ago. Um, Max Abmus is, you know, one of the best scorers in college basketball. Um, and I think that, you know, guards that are just that talented in the NCAA tournament are, that's kind of what I look for, um, when you, when you look at those big, you know, upsets and again, that, that 30 wins on the record and, and just plowing through the summit league this year. Um, I think, I think they were, they were impressive enough and, you know, Duke's young and they're, you know, extremely talented and well coached. Um, but I think I think Oral Roberts will will pull this one out. So it's my big upset pick on the East region. But all right, <laughs> <laughs> I got Oral Roberts. All right, next game up, Tennessee versus Louisiana. What are you thinking, Coach? Talk to me. Well, look, uh, Tennessee is very vulnerable right now. Obviously, um, you know, with you know uh, Ziegler going down, uh, their point guard, and having to kind of play without him. They've been banged up all year with injuries. I thought coming into Tennessee was a very experienced team with a lot of their players uh, within the system coming back year in and year out. Uh, you know, uh, Josiah, uh, uh, Josiah um, you know, is terrific. And I, I just thought that, you know, Tennessee has overcome a lot of adversity, um, but it's going to be very difficult for them to advance far in the tournament. I think they're very vulnerable here. And I do think Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, who, you know, 26 wins, um, you know, they, they came out of a competitive league. Um, 
I'm going to take Louisiana Lafayette here with the upset. I just think Tennessee is vulnerable, whether they lose this first round or they lose in the next round. Tennessee does get by. I think Tennessee is a very vulnerable four seed right now. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. I know, you know, Tennessee is definitely vulnerable with Zakai Ziegler, their point guard out. Louisiana, I admittedly haven't haven't watched a ton of this year, but I know Jordan Brown, you know, dominant big. Um, but I'm going to still go with Tennessee over over Louisiana just because of my familiarity and knowing, you know, the size, the athleticism, um, the defensive presence of Tennessee. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. Moving down to the next game, Kentucky versus Providence. Got the exact same record, um, you know, some overlap of rosters over the years. Coach, what do you think about this game? Oh, boy, I tell you what. I mean, both teams have had to kind of uh, overcome, you know, uh, adversity during the course of the year with injuries and et cetera. Um, you know, Kentucky has shown their ability at times where, you know, they've beaten some of the very best teams in the SEC um, and then at other times they've kind of showed their youth and, you know, um, haven't been as consistent. Um, and the same goes for Providence. You know, Providence is coming in. I think they've, uh, I want to say they've lost three in a row here um, and they haven't been playing their best basketball. So I'm going to take Kentucky in this game. Um, and I just think Kentucky, you know, gets it together in this game here to, uh, against Providence uh, and beats them and advances. Yeah, I like that pick. I think, um, in my opinion, you know, we played Providence this year over at Stonehill, and so I might be a little bit biased, but I just think they're they're a phenomenal basketball team. And I think anytime you get Ed Cooley in the tournament, he's dangerous. Um, and then the other storyline I like in this game is Providence's leading scorer, Bryce Hopkins, uh, transferred in from Kentucky, didn't get a ton of playing time um, at Kentucky, and is now Providence's leading scorer. So I think he's going to be playing – with a chip on his shoulder. So watch out for him to have a big game and lead them to a victory. I'm going to take Providence in this game, um, 11 over a six. Um, moving on to the next uh, game, Kansas State versus Montana State. What do you think, Coach? Look, I, I think this game is going to be very, very close. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Um, I think Kansas State with the job that, Coach Tang's done in terms of assembling a lot of transfers. And, you know, we've talked about this consistently through a lot of our podcasts. There's a big difference between uh, in this climate or this day and age and this landscape of college basketball uh, in terms of building a program and building a team. Um, and a lot of it now with this transfer portal allows coaches to go out and build a team. And Kansas State built a team. Now, in this game, Montana State, who actually has a, you know, a system, um, they've won 25 games, um, you know, there's a camaraderie, um, you know, when they hit adversity in the NCAA tournament, uh, and it's a matter of either win or go home, that's where I think some of these so-called teams, programs, excuse me, programs who have been together could have the advantage over a, a, a school that just built a team, um, you know, on transfers. So I'm actually going to take Montana State here uh, in a, a surprising upset uh, over Kansas State. I love it. Big upset pick, Montana State over Kansas State. I like we have some different different uh, opinions here, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Kansas State over Montana State, um, and that's just based on. 
um, the job that uh, Coach Tang has done and uh, knowing, you know, the pedigree he comes from, from Baylor and all the success that they've had in the tournament. Um, and it just looks like they have that culture and that energy really going at Kansas State. Now, you're right. We'll see with a, with the first year head coach and kind of a new team, what are they going to look like when they face that adversity, which is, you know, the pressure of the NCAA tournament is unparalleled. Um, all those eyes that are on you. So that'll be interesting to see. But I am going to take Kansas over Montana State. In the next round, we have a seven versus 10 Michigan State versus USC. Who do you like in this game, coach? Again, I think Michigan State's similar to, you know, uh, some of the other programs um, has shown flashes this year of being, uh, you know, with Hauser and, and some of the teams um, or the team that we thought they'd be. Um, USC just, you know, seems every year, um, you know, to get into the tournament, um, you know, compete at the top level of the Pac-12. Um, and then when they get into the tournament, you know, they're very difficult out. And I think this year USC does upset Michigan State in the first round. Um, although it's tough to go against, you know, the pedigree and the program of Coach Izzo. Um, I just think USC this year, um, you know, with the Pac-12 and all the changing of the league and there's so many different, um, you know, uh, storylines with what's going on out there on the West Coast, who's joining the Pac-12. USC uh, now is going into the Big Ten um, and I think they're going to take this game um, as kind of a pre preliminary to say, hey, you know, not only do we do well in the Pac-12, now we're going to the Big Ten. And this is a uh, potential Big Ten, uh, you know, um, superpower matchup. So uh, I'm going to take USC with a little bit more motivation to prove they're, they're coming into the Big Ten to win some games. I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, yeah, USC versus Michigan State. Uh... Um, the Pac-12 is underrated as a conference, um, and, and USC has has been here, has veterans. Um, they're led by uh, Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson, and um, who have tournament experience. So I'm going to agree with you and go with USC um, over Michigan State in this game. The last game of the East bracket, Marquette versus UVM. Uh, Marquette having an incredible year. Um, and, and UVM being in our backyard um, here in New England, uh, who, who do you like in this game? Oh, look, you, you got to tip your hat to the job that, um, you know, has been, been done, you know, at Vermont. I mean, you know, for them to get back to the tournament, um, you know, they've, uh, they've consistently dominated, uh, you know, the America East Conference year in and year out um, and winning the, the conference tournament. And so, they're, they're not going to back down from a Marquette team right now that is playing probably as well as anybody uh, coming into the tournament. Um, and they actually surprised uh, a lot of people, including myself, uh, you know, by what they did in the Big East tournament and, you know, beating Marquette and just, you know, um, you know, kind of soundly beating Xavier. Um, I like Marquette in this game to advance over a very tough, stingy Vermont team. Uh, it won't be as easy, but I do like Marquette in this game. Yeah, on this game, I, uh, I'm i going to have to agree. I think uh, Marquette over Vermont, I think that uh, their point guard, Tyler Kolek, um, is just going to lead them. He's just one of those guys that has all the intangibles, the toughness, the IQ, um, and the skill to kind of get it done and lead his team on a big NCAA tournament run. I do believe that 
I think that this first round matchup is going to be close. I think Vermont uh, got this 15 seed um, because, you know, the selection committee has to look at the body of work um, and they did have a slow start to their season, but they finished the season with a ridiculous winning streak where they really caught their stride and were, were almost unbeatable near the end of the American East. Um, so I'm going to go with Marquette in a close, close one. Um, and I expect Marquette to win, you know, the next couple games as well after that. So let's, if we go into the second round, uh, so the second games, I should say, um, because they count that first round, those preliminary games, um, this would kind of be the third round, but anyways, second games, um, you know, moving forward towards the, our picks, Purdue for me, Purdue versus Florida Atlantic. Um, and I think, again, this game is going to be a very, very close game. Um, I think that, you know, whoever comes out of that Memphis, Florida, Atlantic game, uh, producing for a real battle um, in that one, one versus eight or nine. However, however, um, I, I think this is the magical year for Florida Atlantic. I, I think, you know, Purdue's guards are very young, inexperienced. They do have a tremendous program, tremendous coach with uh, Coach Painter, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, the big fella, Edie, I mean, he's as good as it comes um, in terms of what he's been able to accomplish. But um, the NCAA tournament, you know, does reward these magical teams. And I think this is Florida Atlantic's year um, to uh, to be that Cinderella team. And I'm going to take Florida Atlantic, be upsetting Purdue in the second round and getting to the Sweet 16. Mm. I love it. I love it. The Cinderella story. We will see. Uh, yeah, in this game, I think, uh, I think again, like you said, it'll be a tough matchup for Purdue. Um, I think that, you know, like you talked about earlier, there's a difference between building a team and building a program. And I think Purdue has done um, a phenomenal job of building a program. They've been to um, Sweet 16s. Um, Matt Painter has, you know, taken them far in the tournament and they just haven't gotten under, over the hump to, you know, win that recent national championship. Um, and I think this is going to be, you know, this is going to be their year where they at least kind of get to the final four. Um, so I'm going to take them over Florida Atlantic in this game. Um, just, you know, too much size, too much talent across the board. And, you know, it's a team that plays together in that next game, uh, second round matchup. Um, I had, uh, Oral Roberts versus Tennessee. And I believe you had Duke um, versus Louisiana. So Duke versus Louisiana, who, who do you think in that game? I think uh, very simply put, Duke, whoever they play, I picked Louisiana to upset a vulnerable Tennessee team. But even if Tennessee does beat Louisiana, Duke right now to me is the hottest team uh, in the tournament. Uh, Marquette probably being second. And you know, UCLA was playing very well, obviously, on the other side. But I like Duke here. Uh, not only to advance, um, you know, their first game, obviously, but this game here uh, and get to the Sweet 16 um, with that win streak and that confidence continuing um, on. So I love Duke. I love Duke in these next in this next game, getting to the Sweet 16. Man, this first round pick could cause some damage to my bracket, but I'm taking Oral Roberts, uh, you know, just riding Max Ambus's uh, scoring ability and, and leadership of that team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and take him and Oral Roberts over Tennessee 
in that second round matchup as well. So we'll see. That could get that could get a little bit hairy for me. Um, but I'm going to go with Oral Roberts getting to the Sweet 16 here. In that next matchup, you had Kentucky over Providence, and then you had Montana State upsetting Kansas State. So who do you like in the matchup of Kentucky versus Montana State? Look, I think Kentucky right now last year was a, a kind of a, you know, uh, they, they fell victim to the St. Peter's Cinderella story, um, you know, and it was just like a magical run that they had. Um, I think, again, I think in this game, um, I'm going to stay with Kentucky. I think Kentucky is putting it together now within the tournament. I think they're going to, they're healthy. They've gone through some adversity. I, I think Kentucky gets to the Sweet 16 and beats Montana State um, in that second round. All right. I like it. And again, we're going to have, you know, there's just so many different directions that this thing could go. But I had Providence um, and that I had uh, Providence over Kentucky and I had Kansas State over Montana State. So now we got the Kansas State Providence matchup for me. And I'm going to take the 11 seed into the Sweet 16 tournament, um, Sweet 16 of this tournament and have Providence winning that game against Kansas State. Um, I think, you know. Providence is a team that tends to play better um, in the NCAA tournament. And they have that, that experience uh, from their point guard and, you know, a bunch of talented transfers. Um, so I'm going to take Providence in that second round. Moving on to the third round, we have, uh, you took Michigan State. Oh no, you took USC over Michigan State and you took Marquette over Vermont. So who do you like in the Marquette versus USC matchup? Look, I think this is the type of team, either one of those two teams that really are stingy, Michigan State or USC, um, are, are going to make it a game versus Marquette. Um, I picked Southern Cal to get by Michigan State uh, with a lot of motivation. Um, again, entering the Big Ten next year to prove their, they belong at the top uh, coming in. And I think USC against Marquette is going to be an absolute dogfight. Uh, I, I do think Marquette um, is playing really well. Um, this Marquette team kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, one of Shaka's teams from VCU that kind of came out of nowhere when they were in the first four that night um, and they got all the way to the final four. Um, they just hit stride. Um, they've got tremendous camaraderie amongst uh, the team. They've got all the ingredients. They got a, they're a great confidence. Um, so I do think this game against my, uh, USC would be an excellent game. But I think Marquette gets to the Sweet 16. You know, I could really see that playing out. I would love to see that USC versus Marquette matchup. Um, and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Marquette over USC. Shaka Smart, like you said, has had, you know, success in the tournament. He's one of those coaches that just has that kind of um, you know, he had that Cinderella moment. He has that tournament experience. Um, so that's that's where I'm going to go um, in that game. And that closes out the second round for us. So now we're looking at Sweet 16 matchups in the East region. And as we go down our list here, um, going down to the Sweet 16, um, looking at our picks so far, uh, Coach Spinelli, you're going to have a uh, Florida Atlantic versus Duke matchup in that Sweet 16 in the East region. Who do you like in that game? 
again, I, I think right now my team, or at least the team I believe to make a final four uh, in this side, I'm kind of giving it away now is I think Duke right now is the team uh, as a five seed underrated chip on their shoulder, um, you know, finished the year incredibly strong, uh, beat some really good teams, including a Miami team that I believe to be another dangerous threat to get to a final four on the other side. But I love Duke here, um, not only advancing to the elite eight, I'm going to tell you right now, the view is I, I like Duke getting to the final four. I love it. I love it. So for me, I had, uh, you know, a controversial pick maybe of Duke being upset by Oral Roberts in that first round. So if Oral Roberts is able to take out Duke, I think that that leaves a much easier road for Purdue to get where they need to go. And um, based on my bracket, I have Purdue over Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16. Looking down to the bottom portion of this bracket, um, in your Sweet 16 matchup here, you're going to have Kentucky versus Marquette. Who do you like in that game? Yeah, and I'm. I, I, this is the type uh, type of game right now that again, you know, um, you know, with Kentucky hitting stride and getting that confidence, Marquette obviously being a team that um, you know Shaka Smart has playing, uh, you know, with a real, real per on a the confidence level and purpose. Um, they're playing again, very similar to that BCU team. Um, I like Marquette. Um, you know, in, in a really close game against Kentucky. Um, I think this is going to be uh, one of those games that could go either way, but I think Kentucky and Marquette is going to be a sensational game. Uh, some, somebody, something is just telling me Marquette, for whatever reason, uh, pulls off uh, the win um, in, in this matchup. Yep, and on my bracket, I'm going to have Providence uh, playing the same uh, number two seed that you had, Marquette in that sweet 16 and yeah, I like Marquette. I like their, uh, I like their, you know, tournament experience. I like the vibe of what they have going and it's, it's hard to project this far out, but I'm going to go with Marquette getting all the way to the lead eight and winning that game. And that brings us to our uh, East region championship. You know, who's going to get to the final four out of this region. Um, we both have, um, or no, I'm sorry. I have Purdue versus Marquette and you'll have Duke versus Marquette so who do you like in that Duke Marquette matchup to get to the final four you've already kind of revealed it but give us some reasoning I'm just going to stay with Duke right now again I, I think um, they you know they have their mojo um, back um, and I think again this for whatever reason this Duke team has started clicking on all cylinders their young guys are playing to the talent level that they have. Um, they have star power. Philip Pukowski has been playing tremendous. They've got great length, great size. They even showed a lot of versatility so they could match up against teams that might play a little smaller, like, you know, early on in the tournament or Robbins Marquette plays, you know, um, at times they can play with a lot of skilled guys. So I, again, I think Duke right now is my pick. Um, you know, obviously in a tough game, but I do think Duke is the team that gets out of the East to the final four. And I had Purdue versus Marquette. Um, and in this game, I'm going to, I'm going to take Purdue over Marquette, the one and two seed, not totally original, but, um, I just think that the, the roster that Purdue has 
um, is built, you know, to win in this tournament. Um, I think they have the the skill. I think they have, you know, the discipline, and they also have just incredible, overwhelming size um, with Edie, with uh, Mason Gillis. Um, it's just hard to to compete rebounding wise. Um, and if they're shooting the ball, you know, if, if uh, Brandon Newman, Braden Smith, um, if those guys are, you know, knocking down threes from the perimeter. Uh, it's a really hard team to beat. Um, so I'm going to go with Purdue getting to the final four um, and, and winning the East region. So my team's Purdue, your team is Duke, and that does it for the East region. Coach, give me a couple, a couple uh, dark horses um, that you like just looking around the rest of the, of the regions here. Yeah. You know, I like, there's a couple games that I'd like to talk about. Uh, if you kind of show the screen, let's, just a few games in the first round that I think are going to be interesting, um, you know, to, to watch. Uh, I want to make this point now, Jay, just because I've never seen an NCAA tournament where there's so many storylines behind each one seed. Alabama, obviously, a lot of distraction there with what's going on and what's happened. Uh, just a terrible tragedy. Um, and I think, again, you know, what happens to them in this tournament because they're going to face adversity. Are they going to stay together or will some of those distractions catch up to them? Houston, who I believe to be the most complete team on both ends of the floor this year. Um, you know, we all know Houston to be a tremendous defensive, hard-nosed physical team that's very difficult to score on. But this year's Houston team has shown the ability to offensively be efficient, score the ball, um, and, um, you know, really do it from all three levels with great depth. So um, are they going to be healthy? Is Sasser healthy? If he's healthy, this Houston team is going to be very, very dangerous watch for Houston. Kansas, um, you're hoping and praying that Coach Self's uh, health issue is okay. Uh, if he is back coaching and he's himself, you know, um, obviously Kansas is another team that, you know, brought back a lot of those or a few of those impact guys from last year's defend, uh, national title uh, run that they had. Uh, Jalen Wilson, who declared for the draft his first two years, came back uh, this year for his junior year, was Big 12 Player of the Year, tremendously talented. Um, you know, they're complete. They're so well coached. Um, again, it, you know, is Coach Self at that point where he's really, really healthy. And then Purdue, you know, look, um, they've always had these great seasons, but they've never been able to kind of, you know, um, break through and get to the Final Four. You have them this year doing it. Um, it's going to be a big question mark. Um, obviously, as you said, tremendous program, but again, so much of the NCAA tournament is about who you play in matchups. Um, and, and I think Purdue right now, um, is going to face, um, a very difficult matchup if they play, uh, if to me, if they play Duke, I think Duke right now is the team out of that, uh, that bracket, but just a lot of storylines I want to talk about first, Jay. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting how each number one seed has their own, you know, national headline story. Um, at some point during the year. One thing, just looking at the whole bracket that sticks out to me is just the incredible year that some of these smaller mid, mid-major schools have had. San Diego State dominating the Mountain West, um, and they get matched up in the first round with College of Charleston, who's another team that has had a 30-plus win season um, led by their very charismatic uh, coach, Pat Kelsey. Um, and you just go down, there's so many possibilities for a Cinderella story you got Furman who's just been rolling the last few years you got Oral Roberts that we already talked about 
um, St. Mary's, who was ranked for for most of the year. Um, Drake, who we talked about in our Missouri Valley edition. Um, you know, I don't know which one it's going to be, but one of these teams, I guarantee, will make a big run, um, make a lot of noise for, you know, a smaller school, which is the most exciting part for me of uh, of March Madness. Well, I look, I, and I'll, I'll kind of add to that. I think there's some interesting games, as you said, Virginia Furman, two very contrasting styles. Furman, you know, I, uh, we've talked about one of my son's plays at Wofford down there. So I saw the SoCon up close and personal and the kid Pegues that they have, um, you know, Slauson. Pegues is a tremendous guard, but they, they want to score. They average about 82 points per game and they're going to look to get up and down. Um, Virginia contrasting style in terms of a team that's going to lock them in uh, to the half court. They're going to send multiple guys back on every shot, take them out of transition. They pride themselves in contesting every shot, top foot, high hand. I think Virginia with Beekman, um, you know, Kia Clark, they've been there. But that Furman game, Virginia, two contrasting styles there. I think that will be a fun game to watch. Uh, keep your eye on that one. Although I do think Virginia will win. Um, and then the sleeper team on that side, for me, um, I like Creighton. I, I think Creighton is a team that has six guys that's that have made 20 or more threes, excuse me, during the season. Um, you don't see that too often. And with that kind of firepower and skill um, and the ability to be that versatile and match up to whatever team they have to play, or conversely, the team has to match up to them. Uh, I think Creighton right now, who's battled some injuries, I think they hit their stride, and I think they're one of the sleeper teams on that side, uh, excuse me, in the south bracket. No doubt. Well, either way, it's going to be an extremely exciting tournament. We're going to see who the Cinderella stories are, and we'll check back in once we get into some later rounds and maybe talk about, you know, a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 um, matchup, you know, in the in the second week here. Um, but for now, that'll do it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm Jason Karras. Thanks for thanks for joining me today, Coach Spinelli, um, and have a great day. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.